I had it not removed when I was 12. I, yeah. I, I'm terrified of, uh, of even the thought of it terrifies me. Why'd you have a nut removed? A hernia. Uh, it was in my, it was in my stomach. Like it was. Your well, ball went up yeah. into your stomach. Jeez. Oh. They couldn't just knock it I, back I, down. I, I had that surgery. They couldn't just throw a basketball <laughs> up at it. And knock it. I had, no, but I had that and it went back up. Like, uh, I got two scars. I got two big scars. Uh, they pulled it down once and within, I think, two months. And you wouldn't believe what that feels like. It's not just a, a cut there. Like, you can't walk when you're done. It's, it's horrible. Uh, I was in a wheelchair uh, in the hospital. Like, it, it's hard to even take baby steps. Jesus, man. So when it happened again, it was like, look, we can pull it down and give you an artificial. Because I was young. And I, I opted for no artificial. I said, I was yeah. fucking... You think about getting one now, though? I should. <laughs> yeah, I should. Just get your wife's initials on it. <laughs> but it's um, yeah, it's just something that and and I've always been open about it. Like it's yeah. always been like something uh, that you know I never really gave a fuck. It was just it's natural. Yeah. I had one nut more in my life than I've had you know uh, two. I can't want to talk about of, that on here. What yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. Oh, we're already we're already going. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to fucking Davy, yeah. dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. I actually had a friend too in uh, in high school who we bonded because he had one nut also. But he got, <laughs> but Please he do, but yeah. he had one nut <laughs> and eight fingers. The guy was born without thumbs, so they surgically, as a child, they surgically took his index finger and moved it to a thumb. And he is the reason why children are no longer allowed to gamble in the state of New Jersey. <laughs> God yeah. damn, dude! Yeah, Jesus. one nut what? and eight fingers, dude. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I thought you were going to say he had like a fireworks accident or something. No. <laughs> he no, blew off a nut I, I don't into know. his fingers. <laughs> I'm not sure what it was. Uh, I think he had like that undescended testicle thing, but... uh but uh, that, that, dude, your body was trying to reclaim yours. My did they check your <laughs> Did they check your body cavity for like a gremlin trying might, to suck it up and it, keep it? That might be the explanation for my hemorrhoids because they're fucking testicle sized. You got dude, a black so. hole inside your body. No. It's just, you're trying to implode. <laughs> <laughs> fucking gross. Dad yeah. meat dogs. We are here with my homeboy Billy Shaw. Billy, welcome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Man, what a way to lead off. I don't think anybody's ever let off that strong, man. <laughs> I'll do my best. Now, at the time, like when that when that when that nut catastrophe happened, how how hesitant were you for that to get out amongst the general population? It wasn't really. Uh, all right. So one thing, um, getting dressed in front of other guys uh, and having my underwear on and not having that full uh, yeah. that full pouch, Bundle, yeah. the, full, the full cock pouch. It's like I a sack want, of coins you're throwing I, to like people as you ride through town yes, on horseback. I, I didn't want people to think that I had a small cock, so it's like I wanted to right away, like that's ah, just I'm just missing a nut. Yeah, but um, that wasn't really hard there. The hardest was the first time as a young guy explaining to a girl, hmm. um, you know, not not leading with, "Hey, I got one nut," then finding out when they when they go down to fucking blow me or put their hand in my pants, <laughs> and you can feel the. Yeah. And I'm not kidding. You can feel like the kind of the <laughs> you can feel him moving around yeah. a little bit. Like looking for the, like, yeah. no, it's it's yeah, it's, it's called not a searcher's paw. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not there. But um, that was the uh, that was the only thing. And then as I became like you know as like a teenager, a 15, 16 year old guy, it was it was a joke. So um, and now I'm just you know it's kind of my opener now when I meet somebody. <laughs> First line in the Tinder profile. Let's <laughs> <laughs> get it out. But that hasn't been. Uh, but but I'll tell you one fear though is um, when you only have one nut and you're going and giving yourself uh, uh, an, an exam, exam mm-hmm. and you feel anything, 
it's fucking terrifying, dude. Because I did that, where I felt like uh, a, a like a milk dud sized whoa lump on my nut, and I fucking panicked. Whoa. Um, yeah, yeah, it's scary, dude. Like legit, like my stomach dropped. Like I, uh. I really, um, I panicked. And then it's like, all right, do I? The way that I deal with things when I panic is I just ignore it and hope that it goes away. Yeah. But this is a, this is something that um, like I'm like I can't I have to address this I have to go. It, it, that's that's definitely one of the most worrisome aspects of being a young man. Like when you find something weird going on with balls. Yeah. It's it scares you into seeing a doctor. Mm-hmm. Like I would go I did go for a fucking weird nut before I would go for a broken wrist, and I went once because I felt the same thing on, on my ball. I actually had Billy's old ball. I didn't know it. You know? <laughs> it's like you see the videos of like getting to hear your loved one's heartbeat for the for the. They're dead, but their heart lives on. No, it was the horror movie where the guy gets a, an eye transplant and starts seeing horrific shit. You just say so you're just. <laughs> I, think, I think it's called the eye. You're experiencing old nut. <laughs> but dude, I, I had you absorbed his spank bank. <laughs> Recognize my past lovers. <laughs> But they're all from before he was 15, so now you're a pedophile. <laughs> Tight. But, dude, I, I went to the doctor. I, I had a nut issue that I was really concerned about. And I don't know if this is par for the course, but when he felt my nuts, he didn't put on a glove. I've had that happen. Yeah. Do you, th- do you think you just can't feel correctly without it or with one? or? I don't I don't know. You know, what? Uh, one thing I just realized, too, you, when you go to get that exam and mm-hmm. they tell you to turn your head to the left, and call so they could pretend to put on a glove. No, I always thought like it, it, there had to be a reason for that. Turning yeah. your head to the, it's so you don't fucking cough on them. Uh, yeah. so, I thought so it, I thought, I thought it was because it was easier, easier to kiss my cheek. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so you don't cough on them. But I did have. The- I got inspected by two different doctors the pa- in the past year, and they both used gloves. Yeah, I had a nerd-sized lump on my ball, and I was in the middle of dealing with epididymitis. And uh, I was like, is that the Greek God of balls? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was he was always carrying around a, a fucking coin pouch. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought he was smiting me, dude. I thought I was smote by epididymitis. And then I found I felt an, uh, a hard lump, a hard nerd sized lump. And I went right to the fucking doctor and it ended up being I got like ultrasounds and shit. Dude, a fucking old black lady had to ultrasound my ball for me. <laughs> It was the it was the most nurturing day of my entire life. Did she life. call you sugar or baby? Oh yeah, dude, it's all sugar and baby. You're gonna be fine. Put them up, baby. Yeah, ended up being okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do they have to put the gel? Like yeah, yeah, to yeah. I got gelled. Nice. Uh, that was horrifying. You get you get to your ball sucking its thumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, they were twins, so they were facing each other. <laughs> oh fuck! So that was fun. Um. And then obviously that led to the the late life uh, Cirque. No, uh, <laughs> um, I can't. Ima- oh, that I, the, the, what I really wanted to tell you was when I was a kid, I had. Did I tell this before? It was mumps. I had mumps. I didn't know that. I, I must have talked about it on here. I had mumps, and it was uh, localized in my balls. I must have been like twelve. And they, dude, I know I talked about this before because I had. I only told my brother. I wouldn't tell my parents. And I was like, Paul, I need to show you my balls. I t- yeah, I told Paul. There's no easy way to tell you folks this, but your son has mumps in the lumps. <laughs> what what exactly are, are mumps? I don't know. It's like an it's like a vir- virus or something. I was vaccinated. I had mumps and measles. I was vaccinated for both. And you showed your brother? I showed my brother. And then he told my parents. And I think that's what I really wanted. 
I don't know. It would have yeah. been fucked up if I was like, dude, what's wrong with my balls? He was like, I don't know. Never show anybody. <laughs> I fucking died from monks Cursed in my balls. balls. <laughs> um, that, was ex- that was one of the most painful experiences of my life. Wow. Enormous. And all I wanted to do was play stickball every day. And I was just like wobbling around. <laughs> <laughs> just like gingerly running the bases. Obviously, the ball hit me. I, 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 when, you, when you have a ball problem, everything hits you in the balls. Yeah. Toddlers, they'll punch you. Just walking by, strange toddler punching the balls. Dude, on that note, that's one of the things that I do not miss about my kids being little. Is anytime we would take them in the pool and you're holding a child, they just their first impulse is to step right on your balls. Mm. There's no like trying to swim. Like if you throw a dog in the water, it's like kids need to step on the balls to like activate something in their brain. <laughs> they treat them like a pedestal, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um. They my. Uh, that was actually Fritz was actually what I think started the epididymitis thing, because it can it can stem from an injury, and he I was laying on the living room floor as I love doing, mm-hmm. and he got a running start and jump and both <laughs> shins landed on my balls. Oh man, yeah, and it was like it, that didn't go away for a long time, and then now you know here I am, dude. You know what? You're a survivor. I'm thankful because that got me in touch with the urologist who ended up going in and searing the connection between my vast deferens mm. and my testicles. <laughs> so thank you for his shout out for that. <laughs> my God, man. Yeah, aside from that one one, one ball thing when I was, uh, I think it was like 19. I don't think I've had any other ball things. <laughs> I worked with a guy who, he had a continuous problem where it would get tethered. And he had to go in and have it surgically unwound. Well, that's weird. That's strange. They couldn't just yeah. give him a key. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or just have somebody smack it the other way. Yeah, that's what's how do they get tethered? Is I don't he know. Physically twisting his nuts around? No, it's just there was some I think there was um, his dance moves were too hot. Yeah. That's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> He's spinning too fast. <laughs> yeah, he would kill it to beat it. But I, I know that's the, the hernia uh the basically the ball uh connector. Mm-hmm if you will, uh, sucked up. Like, that's where the hernia was. Yeah. So it pulled like a rubber band, like a snap, and pulled all the way up. Yeah. So, yeah, Jesus. that's... Um, Is it like... Did, did you feel the ball get yanked up? Uh, it hurt my stomach. Yeah, it, it was the same feeling as getting kicked in the nuts. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. The but, same, like, where you feel it in your stomach. It's the same feeling, except you put your hand in your pants and you no longer feel your, your nut. That's why I weight my balls. <laughs> 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 I saw that ring you ordered from the Scales of Justice. What was it? SpicyRedPeppers.com? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a set I originally got burned retainer. on. <laughs> yeah, they got me good, man. So you're going to get a spare now? You're going to get um, a I, spare on? <laughs> it was uh, I, an, an artificial nut. I know guys have done that. Dude, you for, should get like uh, a poison eight ball pog slammer ball. <laughs> a, fish, <laughs> a fish in it. Or, but uh, yeah, I don't, or one really big one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really, really fill that cocktail out right now. <laughs> you should get one that's like a double. So now you have three. three nine, nine, really nine, throw them off when they're searching around. Dude, a bag of coins. Gonna, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese tokens. <laughs> but it, like I said, man, the the fear when you only have one and you feel that is um, it fucked mm. the pain like mentally. What that did to me was uh was horrible, man. Yeah, you're facing, horrible. You're facing the the possibility of zero. Yeah, I know. <sighs> Um, and he, That's just territory. thinking of like testosterone and like everything, like I, I panicked and luckily it was, um, I just have a weird shaped nut. Yeah. Like it's just, it's what it is like a cyst and it's just the, the way it's shaped. Yeah. So 
But feeling a nerd size hard lump, I think, would scare me just as bad too. Mine was soft, but feeling that hard lump, and I had, like a, it was hard to relocate it when I went back. And when I went to the doctor, I was like, I swore, I promise it's there. And he like it took him a while. It was like you ever see someone with those like two like decorative <laughs> balls in their hands, just yeah. like yeah, the Chinese reaction. Yeah, that's what he balls. was doing with them. He was like, but he was wearing a glove, yeah. thankfully. <laughs> and I was like, I promise it's there. It, like, and it just hurt the way he was inspecting me, and I was already in pain. Mm. And uh, boy, oh boy, I'm I'm just glad that that's over. I I'm thinking about getting both removed now. Get custom ones, man. I'm telling you, dude. You know, <laughs> aftermarket balls. Dude, yeah, dude. I'm <laughs> that, now we're talking about it, bottom. dude. I'm gonna get Whistlers. mine removed, and I'm gonna have both my parents' ashes put in <laughs> the big balls inserted into my balls. I'm side. getting spinner balls. Is that when I stop <laughs> getting heelys. <laughs> Get scoot across the floor like a cat dragging his asshole. <laughs> They're just blasting reggaeton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, one of one of the reasons why I wanted to get Billy in here is because uh, Billy is a dog who marches to the beat of his own drum, and Fuck Billy you. just opened up his own jujitsu academy in Wilmington, Delaware. Yeah, man. So congratulations, buddy. Thank you. It's um, it's uh, it's nice to to. Not to, to be in charge, and the only reason it's nice to be in charge is not because I want to be the boss. Like I was telling you earlier, it's it's riverfront jujitsu. It's not it's not shawl jujitsu. It's it's riverfront jujitsu because it's about the group. Uh, the reason why I stay with jujitsu is because of the group and the the people you meet. And, you know, uh, a fry cook becomes friends with a fucking surgeon, and mm-hmm. there's there's nowhere else on the planet you can find that. But uh, what's cool about being in charge is I. If you don't gel with that group, or if you're that you know egomaniac and you, you're coming in and hurting people, it's I'm the guy that pulls the trigger on saying, "Hey, I'm sorry, but this isn't the gym for you." Yeah. So, so far it's been great. Um, it's a lot of work because I'm still working full time, but it's uh, man, it's it's extremely rewarding. I'm being able to do it with the year that I've had this year with my back and everything. It's I I didn't know if I'd ever be doing it again, honestly, at some point. So. Dude, you you are fucking perfect for the show for so many reasons. But not only are you did you open your own fucking jujitsu academy, but like the fucking injuries that like I've seen you had to fucking come back from. Mm-hmm. Like when when you told me about your your fucking your as bad as your back was, like not being able to fucking move, like yeah. you know that was a real concern. Like as, you know, aside from like I me enjoying doing class with you, yeah. It got to a point where I was like, "Fuck!" Like, I wonder if he is ever going to be okay again. I I couldn't stand. Like, it's it's. I went to the to the hospital for a uh, for a back injury because my wife couldn't watch me, a grown man, in tears. Like, I, literally in tears, man. It was. I've had back pain before. Um, this was more than back pain. It was um, uh, call it radiculopathy, where the where it, the it compresses on the nerve. And the nerve that it was compressing on for me goes down into my left leg, and it was causing a Charlie horse that wouldn't go away. Mm. Um, it, it's the closest it, I can imagine what being tortured feels like because there's no. I mean, I'm 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 begging to a god that I don't even know exists to to end this pain. Like it was mm. it was horrible, um, and you know it was humbling, and um, it 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 was a real dark time for me yeah. for like the yeah. past. Uh, I questioned a lot. And, um, did to, you say how you heard it? Uh, no, it, it, what's crazy is, all right, I, I went on, a, my wife and I went on a vacation. We like to do hiking vacations. So we went to Zion, um, had one of the most amazing vacations, hiked the whole time. Uh, I got back and within 12 hours of my return, I used to have mats in my garage where, where we'd kind of have an open mat at my house. 
and my buddy came over and um, within 12 hours of my return, uh, tore my MCL. So immediately I get back, I tear my MCL. Um, I get through that. Is that the outside of the knee? It's the, um, it's the inside. Inside, gotcha. So uh, my, my foot was planted. Somebody kicked the inside of my foot, so my knee just went the wrong way. Um, yeah, it was pretty horrible, man. It was pretty horrible. Did you, did you recognize how bad it was as soon as it happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, I had, you know, and it's great because it, it was Brian. Brian was yeah. with me, and um, I Brian. let out, you, you know, like a real pain, like a boof, yeah. like when you hit the ground and it's, it's, yeah. you're rolling around, you're, you know, it's when people get hurt and they, they immediately get up and run because that adrenaline hits you. That's what I felt like. Uh, so I knew right away it was something serious. I knew it wasn't just, you know, I didn't just like bruise my, my fucking leg. It hurt. Mm-hmm. Um, and that put me out for a while. Yeah. And I actually got my black belt while my, you know, w- mm-hmm. recovering from my knee. But uh, everyone else is like bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Not working for it. But but anyway, I um, I uh, started feeling a little pain in my back, and I just kind of wrote it off to uh, compensating for my knee and limping, and and Mm -hmm. you know thinking it was something simple like that. And only have one ball. Yeah, yeah. My balance was off, but uh, (laughs) but when I when I woke up and and couldn't fucking move, uh, like I I couldn't stand up straight. Mm -hmm. Uh, I would have to bend over or lay down if I stood up straight. Um, It was like a timer went off. I had one minute before I had to lay down Uh, again, and it was like that for a while, man. mm -hmm. It was like that for a while. So it was. uh, I I didn't know. I no way did I think that I'd be coming back this year. I thought it was. I thought rolling was over for me. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm thinking surgery and and all kinds of shit and. Um, that's my last resort is surgery. I'm, I'm too, I'm 42, but I'm, I'm too young for fucking, you know, having my shit fused together. So. Yeah. 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 Three herniated discs this year. And, uh, in, in weird places, my last one, the doctor said he's been doing it for 30 years. He's never seen a, a herniated disc where my, mine is, uh, it's not cervical. It's in one of your pockets. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's wild, man. It's crazy what that pain can do, but, but, uh, yeah, I'm back and, and I'm training. I just don't, you know. I pick my partners, but I guess I'm allowed to do that now after. Yeah, you're in the right. You're a real yeah. fucking diva. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very picky. But now What do your students do when they find out that you only have one ball? I'm sorry. I got to get off the ball thing, dude. I'm fixated. <laughs> so it's, well, it's fascinating to a lot of people. but um, <laughs> You're tired of it, dude. <laughs> you, your whole life, you're in with the one ball thing. Oh, dude, I, you wouldn't believe you have to the, forgive the amount me, of jokes. This yeah. is my first night dealing with it. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm That's so excited. Right. Dude, I'm, I'm used to it. I'm very open about my testes. Dude, you probably get testy. You, you probably got me. fucking crushed with John Cruck jokes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was a young no, man at that time, too. Yeah. yeah. I was a young man at that time, too. I was about 16, I guess, when that, uh, when that happened. So, yeah. Oh man. man, my name's Billy. So one ball, Billy was a like a big yeah <laughs> tight. Well, this garbage for, thanks for the episode yep. title. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. I mean, dude, like you are you're somebody I admire for a lot of different reasons, but like you know, just knowing you know what you've told me about yourself, just to get to this point is yep. nothing short of remarkable. <clears throat> and I think that's something that's going to resonate with a lot of people. Thanks, man. And just not only like with the injuries, but just you know, just. Getting to know you over time is 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 has meant a lot to me because you were you were one of the very few people, not very few, but like one of the first people when I first started training that made me feel comfortable. Yeah, and it meant a lot to me because you were one of the higher belts too. I thought it was just like at first I was suspicious. I was like, all right, well, this guy is just going to want to tee off on me because I'm the new yeah. guy. But yeah. then it was, oh, okay, he's somebody who genuinely cares and genuinely genuinely wants to see people get better. Absolutely, man. And one thing I always admired about you 
was, and this is indicative of everybody that I view as a strong leader in jujitsu, was there were so many times where you would be leaving, mm-hmm. but you would see somebody doing something that wasn't right, and you would drop your shit and come back onto the mat in fucking jeans. Yeah. Just to correct like, somebody. Listen, fuck face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Underhooks, I said. <laughs> but it's, uh, it, it, and that's, it, it took me a while. I was the guy that, that wanted to smash people for a while and wanted to prove. Like, I, I started jujitsu to learn how to fight, and mm. I was a bouncer in the city. I'm yeah. not a huge guy. So, the, you know, the bar that I was a bouncer at, I, uh, I wanted to fight. Like, mm. I, I, you know, I thought I was a badass. So, did you get um, that opportunity a lot? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the first, uh, one of the first dates with my wife, I um, and by the way, she's not impressed with me at all. She's not impressed with my black belt with jujitsu. There's, you know, she she keeps me grounded. But one of the first dates we were on, uh, we went to a bar that I was managing at, and I, I was a bouncer there for years. I ended up being a manager there, and um, uh, it was a crowded night. It was my birthday. Little place called Roadhouse. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Dude. <laughs> we've had some, we've had some Roadhouse moments, but I uh. I saw a guy at the bar um, throw a drink at the bartender, and um, I saw it as a great opportunity to show my my girlfriend how tough I was. Uh-huh. And I uh, I took the guy down, and I uh, I went not knee on belly, I went knee on throat, yeah. and put him to sleep, and he shit himself. <laughs> so, when he, so when he woke up, you could smell the shit immediately, like immediately, and he got up. And just a voice from the crown, he shit himself. <laughs> and you can see, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but the, the spot gets bigger. It starts as like a little wet spot and then it expands. And the Lord guy, knows um, I have. And I, I thought like, I'm going to get a fucking blowjob on the way home. She's going to fucking, wet. like it was, I thought it was awesome. And it does um, roll. <laughs> that's when I realized right away that she is not impressed with how tough I thought I was. Damn. So, uh, yeah, it was a wasted, wasted moment. But That's actually one of the lyrics in Shania Twain's song. Good <laughs> <laughs> dude, knee on throat and make him shit himself. That don't impress me much. You probably felt like the man fucking upshifting in your eye rock oh, on the way God. home. <laughs> She's like, thanks for making me smell shit, retard. <laughs> oh, fuck, man. But it was... Uh, <laughs> But it was uh, it made me realize like the the kind of woman that I was with and and she still keeps me uh, keeps me ground to this day. But it's um did I, I like watching people get better at jujitsu? I I like watching people, and that's one thing with you. You you can tell you guys both know you both train, so you can tell the people that it that really like catch it and and it becomes a part of their life. Like mm-hmm. it's quickly just becomes like a must for them. Um, you go work a shitty fucking job all day. You hate your life. You can't stand your kids, whatever. Yeah. And that's your one release. So if, if I'm not so far removed from what it's like to be new, that um that I want to make sure that if I see that in somebody that they're comfortable and that they're learning uh, the right way. And if you get better, I get better. The the better your yep. jujitsu is, the better of a training partner I have. Yep. Um, and that's just how how I've kind of been looking at it for the for the past ten years. It's a um, very healthy. And way it's to rewarding, look at shit, man. man. It's it's super rewarding. There's nothing in the world is is rewarding to me as rewarding as uh, as Brazilian jujitsu. It's it's amazing, man. It's changed my life. Um, I think made me a better person. I think it does that to uh, to everybody. You know, and if you give it a chance and and you uh, and you stick it out for a while, I think that'll do that for anybody. Yeah, that's a big thing. It's just sticking it out, and I think that's what you know. There's people that like hit us up about like checking it out and stuff like that, and it's you could prepare them so much for mm-hmm. what they're in for, but one of the biggest shocks I think is just that you can never tell somebody enough. They just have to experience it for themselves. Yep. Is you just got to take your beatings. Mm-hmm. 
Whereas it's humbling, man. It it is. There's there's nothing more humbling than just getting smashed and then knowing that you should come back the next day yeah. to do it again. Hey, you're doing. You're coming back. You get hooked, and you're you're coming to get your ass kicked for the first. I mean, you're the nail for a long time in mm-hmm. jujitsu. Yeah. Um, but it 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 just becomes a. Once you're done being the nail and you start being a hammer a little bit, man, it's mm. it's so fun. It's At, so fun. How far in were you where you felt like that development happened? Um, probably. Well, back it, there weren't a lot of like back then. If a purple belt stepped on the mat, it was like fucking God walked into the gym, man. Like everybody was, you know, there were very few black belts. So, um, uh, no big deal. But you're sitting across from. Yeah, one. <laughs> so, I said no big deal. But you're sitting across from one. But it's uh, there weren't Still a lot. There weren't a lot blue. of purple belts. There were a lot of fucking white belts, some blue belts, and and being a blue belt, you were a, a fucking certified badass back mm-hmm. then. Uh, but it um, it it I probably uh for the first year got got smashed. I was at a different size. I was real fat when I started. Then I went the total opposite. I went from two hundred and thirty pounds to my first competition was one hundred and fifty. Ah, holy shit! So yeah, I went crazy, man. How quick was that? Uh, about a year. Yep, about a year that I lost that weight, but I got hooked on jujitsu. Like I, I became like absolutely. I'm a, I have a super addictive personality, um, and that jujitsu was my substitute for a lot of fucked up shit that I used to do. It kind of it, it really helped. But um, yeah, it was about a year before I started realizing like, all right, I, I, I could understand. You know, I could. And just the ability to teach somebody something. Mm-hmm. I kind of was always doing that, even as a blue belt, like. Um, I just like learning new techniques yeah. and 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 helping people, man. Yeah, but, yeah it's it's awesome, dude. and and what, just watching people get better is awesome. It it really is. I just think it's sick how much we fucking talk about jujitsu because I have no problem talking about jujitsu all the time, and like I, no one no one makes fun of us for talking about it on the podcast, but people notice how much we bring it up. But we're almost never talking. We we never talk about like technique or anything like that. <laughs> no, because it's like yeah. there's so much of it that's just a very very obvious metaphor for living your life unquestionably so it's like you know you get like a a microcosm of uh you know the the dedication that you can apply to your life on the whole and you you get a you get a taste of like what results feel Mm -hmm. like and um if you can if you can kind of like put yourself into a head first of all if you just try jujitsu out it's super fucking fun i know we talk about like taking your beatings for a long time it's not all that violent what the real beating is uh, mental. The real yeah. beating is like mm-hmm. you get to a point where there's like a playful competition built into the training. It's not it's not like um, other weird Eastern martial arts where you're doing like memorized motions over and over again mm-hmm. and punching the air and doing like a slow like chop that looks like you're building a rainbow over your <laughs> head. It's all live training against a human being. And um, so when when you're in a class and you're all learning the same technique. And then towards the end of the class, like 15, 20 minutes, a lot of like beginner classes is like, all right, well now start resisting each other while you do it. And that slowly ratchets up and a good school will kind of individualize it. Mm -hmm. And you'll, they'll, they'll take, they'll take the white belts that are catching on and moving well. And they'll start, you know, turning up the heat on them. And then, you know, pretty soon you're in open mat and you're just in open sparring with people, sometimes strangers, you introduce yourself Mm -hmm. high for, you know, first time meeting each other and then you fight. And, um, you never, you never go home injured, but you take so many losses that it's, it's complete mental brutality, but it's, you know, if you have the mindset that this is making you stronger and better then yeah, it, you grow as a person in a way that you 
just don't otherwise as an adult. Dude, it's crazy. There's friendly rivalries. Oh, that's fun. Back, yeah. That's you know? fucking fun. The friendly and, rivalries. Everybody knows that it's an unspoken thing. Everybody knows the pecking order in the gym. Yep. They know who the badass yep. is. They know the guy that you're going to have fun and play around with. So it's um it's cool, man. It's a, it's a big crazy family, you know what I mean? Yep. Like you, you get people that would never speak to each other outside of jiu-jitsu becoming friends. And uh, and not just friends in the gym, but outside of the gym. Mm-hmm. It's it's wild what it does, man. It's uh it's definitely the most rewarding thing I've ever done in my life. And and anybody, if you're looking for something new, if you're tired of fucking throwing weights around, and yeah. um, I'm in a CrossFit gym, so I watch these people doing CrossFit, and it's like I just like come on, you try. could be having so much fun. I know, I know, but um, it's it's um. Give it a try. Go in anywhere, whether you come to my place, anybody's place. I advise you to to check it out. Um, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised, man. Dude, one of the to your pecking order point, one of the greatest aspects of that, and I think why the environment, like you don't have that unspoken tension mm-hmm. because you know exactly where you yeah, stand, yep. no matter who's in the room. It's there, there's zero to minimal or zero, yeah, zero to minimal shit talking ever. Like you, you'll never sit in a in a in a locker room and just hear like, did you see what so and so said and this person's doing this? There's none of that. There's I've never heard in a fucking locker room or on the mat saying, oh, well, this person did this. this I've never seen a real fight in a gym. I've never seen mm, people get angry point. at each other. Like I've I've never seen that, and I'm almost 14 years of jujitsu, mm-hmm. and I, I've never seen that. So that that says a lot about it. Yeah, you you go in thinking that you're you're learning how to fight. And, you know, and honestly, it's you really learn how to not fight the longer you do it. Well, it becomes less about learning how to fight uh, the longer you do it. I almost changed that for you because I was very close to fighting a dad during kids class one time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mike did. (laughs) That was, um, yeah, I had a newfound respect. I always respected you, but I had a newfound respect for you because you were you were on stage there. All the parents were there. All the kids were there. And this is a big fucking guy. And um and, but you said what had to be said, man. You said what had to be said. Yeah. And I didn't even want to. I wanted to avoid that. And um, I'm, I'm glad you did, man. You got his yeah. attention. Yeah. And uh, you, you definitely got a, a, a respect for me for doing that. I okay. appreciate that, man. And uh, thinking back to that, like w- the funniest aspect to me was there were people there checking out the Academy for the oh, first yeah. time that yeah, it was day. An, it was their introduction. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Well, they knew who the big big dog was. That day, he was <laughs> also wearing a big dog ski. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a pitbull's balls on the back of the ski. He wore the intimidator that day. <laughs> but yeah, this um, you know, it, but it, it had to be done, and uh, uh, I'm glad you did it. It was um, I mean, we had a kid there that was uh, he was just he was brutal. He, like he he was slapping, kicking in the face, and and I think Mike, we had all seen it enough, but. Uh, Having his father support that uh, was unbelievable to me, and and Mike just wasn't fucking having it. Save that shit for fucking wrestling meets, dude. We don't do that in (laughs) jujitsu. That's definitely wrestling parent behavior, Mm -hmm. dude. Wrestling parents are so fucking funny. I know I talked, but just watch those videos. Oh my god, I could watch those all fucking day. So fucking. What's your uh, guilty pleasure video genre? Like you're having a shitty day, you want to feel someone else's venom on the internet, right? What's what's the video genre you're looking up? Jesus, I like you I like, like wrestling parent stone, yeah. freakouts. I like uh, tight. <laughs> wow! <laughs> if the mic didn't pick that up, we're replacing all uh, of them. Yeah, Billy just went knee on throat, so I came very close to just shitting myself just now. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a big uh, I like I like a public freakout. Yeah, I like yeah. people just uh, absolutely losing their cool. 
Dude, I saw one in a Wendy's one time. It was beautiful because it, in it real was life, just, it was instant karma. Uh, at this Wendy's, the door was right next to a floor-to-ceiling pane of glass. Um, so this woman's freaking out on the staff. She's cursing them up and down. They didn't deserve it. It was just her being a fucking asshole. And as she thought she was leaving, she went to go press on what she thought was the uh, exit bar yeah. on the door. But it turns out she was pressing on a pane of glass, and she bounced her fucking nose right oh, off of great. it. And just like last week how I talked about how, like, you you don't know victory until you've won a fight in front of black people. <laughs> you don't know embarrassment until you've been embarrassed in front of black people. It was like, dude, the entire fucking restaurant, like, I didn't know there were that many employees in that fucking place. They just yeah. fucking erupted watching this animal bounce her face <laughs> off the glass. Fuck. Yeah. The, the collective, ooh, yeah. when something <laughs> happens is great, dude. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, did you ever see the video of, oh man, I, it was probably a famous athlete, but I don't follow sports, so I don't know. But this guy was like, he was trying to market his own energy drink, I think. And he was trying to outrun a train and he got hit by the train. <laughs> oh, he was, he was, who the fuck was he, man? He might've been like a weightlifter. I can't remember his name. He, he but I like a former athlete too. This is real. Yeah. yeah. So I was I was watching video. That's you know what? That's my that's my thing. I don't have a genre, but I go on YouTube and I will find a niche interest and instantly attach to the funniest, weirdest people that are making videos yeah. about it. That's how I got in the sumo. No big deal. But uh, yeah, this dude was like. He was making like it's a workout guy. I, yeah, he's a workout guy. He's making like live it videos, right? And then he he tried to market his own fucking energy racing drink by a train. a train, dude. Racing a train, and I don't know how he ended up. In, I think he was trying to. I don't know how he ended up in front of it. I don't know how he got hit by the train, but he gets fucking smoked and dies, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I didn't know. I I didn't find that video first. I found a video of like his like highlight reel. Like crushing it in the gym, yeah. delivering the fucking shitty bro motivational bullshit, and uh, I'm projecting by the way. And then uh, <laughs> I found his Wikipedia, and it was like, by the way, he died after he tried to race a train and got hit. And the Wikipedia made me laugh probably harder the than the video did, name, dude. It doesn't matter, dude. I, Someone's I'm, gonna find it and yeah, post it instantly, dude. I remember, like, uh, I was I was fucking just wasting time at work, tired of being fat, so I was googling like weight loss programs, and I found him because I saw a video I liked that was cool. And then I found his site and was like, oh, this shit makes sense. And then it was like a tab you could click on where it was like, here, get uh, detailed instructionals for a monthly fee. And I clicked on it and it was like, uh, yeah, this is a message from like Mark's dad. Uh, unfortunately, Mark was killed in a train accident. Oh, Jesus. It's like, yeah, all right, well, maybe I'm just going to be fat forever. <laughs> he was cross training. <laughs> Same. Had to do it to him. Sorry. Normally, I don't have to warn you about playing too much. Dude, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm too froggy right now. I'm jumping. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just got. I, I, my sister just told me that it's. Jan She's like, I can't believe it's already January seventeenth. I was like, dude, if I've been, I've been so fucking amped and moving. I thought today, I thought it was like July already. Like when she told me it was January seventeenth, I was like, I was in the car and I was worried about running out of time for the year. That's dude, how, dude. That's how fucking fast I'm moving right. That now. is the great thing about getting shit done. Like when you're fucking locked in on what you need to get done, it's like time is just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, I, uh, I posted my fucking DOS on the dog subreddit. Very impressed. Uh, felt good. I had it formatted in, uh, I think in X, it's in Google Sheets. But, uh, if you're interested in, or if you haven't subscribed to the Patreon, 
or if you didn't catch the free Patreon episode, the program, um, we talk all about just you know putting our goals, speaking our goals into into the world, and putting it all in writing. And I fucking I fucking shared my document, dude. It's on the subreddit. Go nice. go check it out. Um, I, I I actually I want some feedback before I like fully release it, and just I, I'm thinking we can create something for the dogs to just fill in the blanks, but. We also have the program. Yeah, doable. We have the program part two on the Patreon where we walk them through creating their own. They don't have to wait for us, dude. They don't need a framework. Yeah, one dollar a month. A, a fucking dollar, dude. And it's like I, you know, I, I would make it less if that was an option. I just we <laughs> wanted something to show that the dogs were committed, and we felt like a dollar was a pretty good metric. That's all. That's all, dude. Yeah, meeting. We we met with like we had a guest on like last last month, and it was fucking mind blowing because this guy has his shit together to a degree that like. I would love to get to someday. And he shared with us, he, crea- he created this document for living for like a year where it was like all the shit that he wanted to do to build himself up. And it was detailed down to the point where he had fucking leisure shit scheduled and structured. Um, and I, f- I, f- I feel similarly in that like I, I have shit like just fucking notes all over the place and mm-hmm. I haven't gotten it streamlined to the point where I really want it yet. But I think that's just part of the process. Um, but just fucking writing shit down that I want to accomplish as opposed to just like entering every day fucking willy oh, yeah. nilly has been huge for like keeping me focused mm. and just making me realize like shit that I want to do that I would never typically think of until I fucking sat down and shit like, well, what what I really want out of life? Yeah. Well, Billy probably had to recently sit down and not recently when he opened the gym, he probably had to write out a business plan. So he's like, yeah, no shit, Mike. <laughs> fucking retard. It's, it's been on my vision board for some time. So it, uh, Dude, I, I'm about to put together my yeah. fucking my my vision board collage. I'm so that's the fun part. But I keep dropping new fucking goals in the document. Big one. Dude, did I, can I talk the, about the new yeah, big one on the cast? Please do it. All right. So if you don't follow me on Twitter or you don't follow my fucking Twitch stream, uh, I love I love sumo wrestling, and my only source for it is this uh, white guy living in Japan who like records his TV when sumo is happening. Right, I go fucking crazy for it, and I'm not going to sell you on sumo right here. That's not the point of this. If you want to get sold on sumo, Twitch.tv slash Tim Butterly, dude. I'm fucking catching up on it every other day or so, and it's infectious. I think, in my opinion. And there's a big tournament right now, right? Dude, the pro tournament in Japan, the top levels. Come on, dude. Uh, it's actually every other. It's it's every odd-numbered month for two weeks. There's a lot of it throughout the year. Wow. But there's like... I know there is like a U.S. Sumo Association. Mm-hmm. And Mike, you and I already talked about like mm-hmm. visiting them. We're going to do it. No but, deal. dude, here's, the fuck, here's, here's a fucking dinger of a goal, right? Uh, I'm going to find a way to fucking package this shit for an American audience. Kind of like... I want like the vibe and enthusiasm of like when we did uncle Rick and went to heart jujitsu, like I want to like, I want to be, I want to be places and like show people this shit. Like I want to, I want to go to Japan. I want to train at the stables. They all live in a stable together. A, a, a sumo stable, not like a horse stable. <laughs> it looks <laughs> like a horse shitting stable. in it, shitting well, <laughs> wherever they are. It looks like a horse. They do. When you're a young sumo, it's fucking shit. You, they sleep like 25, 400 pound dudes on mats in one room and all they do is eat they train like 14 hours a day in the middle they take a break to drink soup and beer and like enough until they can't like it knocks them out so i imagine the farts are horrendous i i imagine the buildings are like (laughs) bowing outwards from the fart pressure in these rooms i want to fucking visit there i want to take a nap with them i want to fucking train in the fucking dirt get thrown around 
Um, not gay. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, and then the matches are so fucking sick. So I, I, I think I've found a bit of an angle for it too. For, for me to be the fucking what is sumo it? guy in America. So here's the big problem, right? There are American sumo fans. We I showed you that article where it was like, there's not enough content for the number of Western people that like sumo. Sick. I'll make it. Here's their problem. Uh, Western sports coverage isn't really compatible with sumo because there's so much like tradition and like it, there's so much pageantry that uh, if you're into it, it almost kind of gets ruined if you see like you know, Skip Bayless breaking it down. Mm-hmm. So they don't want like ESPN style coverage, but I know enough about technique and I I have like a small grasp on like the terminology and the tradition and stuff that I can, it's funny when I make up the rest of it that I don't know. So I want to bridge the gap between like knowing technical shit and just being completely like childishly enthused about the uh, fucking, you know, cleansing the fucking demons from the ring before they step in and shit like that. <laughs> um, but the do- yeah, the dogs are having a fucking blast with do, it on the does Twitch. Does sumo have that kind of like that Muay Thai, like a uh, spiritual side to exactly. it? Exactly. Yeah. Dude, before every match, they're fucking throwing salt into the ring to, I don't know, fucking, uh, I don't know if they're blessing something or, or cleansing out something. Every Everything is like symbolic and spiritual and, even that like big like that when they lift their leg up and slam yeah, it down, huh. that's to like shake the demons out. Um, I always assume that was fart related. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean that's definitely when you're squeaking them out. Where, where did like the where did that start? Where did you get interested in sumo? Because I was making fun of sumo people on YouTube, <laughs> and, 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 but and I watched started too watching many videos, and I was like, and, "This fucking rules." I dude, shout out Jason's all sumo channel on YouTube. I was like, "Cool, look at this fucking fat loser living in Japan by himself." talking into a camera to upload videos on YouTube. And I just kept watching. I was like, well, this guy's actually pretty sweet. Uh, he has a really good time. And like, he does it for free. He doesn't monetize the videos or anything. Yeah. So this is like pure hobby enjoyment. So just now I love, dude, I sent him a message. Oh, I, I tweeted. It. I was like, yeah, where can I email you? I got to get in with this dude. I got to fucking visit you. I'm, I'm putting it all together. Yeah, I'll support that a hundred percent. Hell yeah. Man. Dude. I mean, I, I haven't, I haven't explained this idea to anyone and had them go like, I don't know. Like, but if you get, if you, like you said, you, you are, have you ever watched Korean sumo? No. Korean sumo is different where they wear, um, a belt around their waist and they have one going around their leg. So you have one hand on the belt, one hand on the leg. And it's very like Greco Roman, like judo based. Cool. I think if you like sumo, I think you'll really like Korean sumo. Whoa, I didn't even know. Damn. And they do it in a sand pit. Korean sumo is in a sand pit. It's it's a different level, man. I I saw it one time on um, on one of the ESPNs, and uh, I kind of sat there and got hooked on this tournament because I like Greco-Roman wrestling. I like judo. And this is all grips, uh, especially for you guys being jujitsu guys. You're going to see a lot of, like, technique that you're going to recognize it's really if you like sumo check out korean sumo it's yeah. Awesome. yeah there's there's plenty of like uh judo and you know even just like technique that you recognize from jujitsu yeah. in the in, um in japanese sumo even and uh just watching these big dudes fucking hip toss each other mm-hmm. sometimes it's crazy like dudes get knocked out on the way in like when they when they clash oh yeah during the tachi eye that's i mean that's a little free one for you no <laughs> I imagine you could easily have a thousand pounds in the or 800 pounds in the ring with you get two of the big guys oh huh? yeah damn dude i i watched uh i streamed it actually last night these two big boys took a spill and cracked the fucking doyo 
They, it's, it's like a big dried clay mound. They build it for for each tournament. Yeah, like it's you know it's a, you know your craft is to fucking build the sumo dojo. And these two dudes went up and over, and when they landed, it cracked the edge of it. It was so fucking cool. I had to call in a dojo spackler. <laughs> yeah, nobody's filming this, right? This is under the table for me, dude. He's got a top knot, but he's still snorting yeah. perks. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, that uh, fucking two big dudes? <laughs> yeah, I'll fucking... Uh, yeah, so I'm having a fucking blast with it. And, oh, right now, um, I'm all about this dude named Enho. And he's a, he's the smallest... He's like half the size of everyone else. And I watched him faceplant someone the other day. Wow. Yeah. can't re- Dude, can't recommend it enough. Twitch.tv slash Timbutter. You'll catch up all of it. I got you. Now, how little is this dude? I, I, I can't... I don't know centimeters. So I don't know how big the rest of the guys are. But I'm not kidding. Half their size and not fat. Wow. He looks yeah, like a I, little person. I, I've seen matches with like just regular, looks like a dude that lives right down the street um, <laughs> in the full sumo garb. I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Mm, damn. How fucking funny it would be. Me off. Yeah, I'm wearing the fucking. Sorry. I've already little, seen it. A little dude. bit more lingo, dude. I'm wearing the fucking Mawashi. And I'm out there fucking, you know, I'd probably. I'd, I feel like I might have a little bit, a little bit of success against one of the the uh, up and comer dudes. I would, uh, I'd gladly sumo spar you then. Hell yeah, absolutely. I'm, <laughs> I'm serious too. We could. That's do it actually my coming. Gym. That's I'd coming to fucking do. hearts. By the way, I already talked to fucking Coach Rick. Harpy JJ will have some sort of uh, sumo, especially when I get back from my training overseas, dude. We're implementing sumo. Sumo. <laughs> we're we're draining everything we can from the art. We're now, are it. you already eating soup like you should be? No, <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Chankanabe. Chankanabe. <laughs> Sleeping with 40 other dudes. It's another room. free one for you. Yeah, no, I, I went straight to napping with fat dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I skipped the soup and I stopped drinking. Dude, that, that looks incredible. Like I, I watched, I think Vice did one mm-hmm. where like one of the main dudes, they filmed him doing that. And then they went back to the stable and watched them prepare the Chankanabe. Then they all like just poured these giant glasses of beer. And they fucking God, threw stop. all this down. Then they just laid down together and just took a nap for fucking a while. Fucking athletes, man. Yeah. <laughs> Dude. Animals. So jealous. Like, even just hearing you describe it, even though I've watched that a million times, uh-huh. I just give, it gives me the same feeling as when I realized that I was never going to be Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> like, the disappointment, like... Of just knowing that, like, well, that's never gonna be, that's never gonna be me. I'm never gonna be swinging through the fucking streets. I'll tell you what, you may be Tim, and I, you keep pursuing sumo, you get fat, and then you rebrand yourself as Peter Porker. <laughs> <laughs> like you're playing too much, dude. You're you're tiptoeing on the line right now. I'm gonna, you're gonna have to back off. But dude, going back to what you said about how you like started watching this shit to make fun of that dude, I feel like that's true of anything that anybody does. It's highly ridiculed, but they just don't give a fuck. A lot of times, like all the, all that shit talking is just rooted in. Oh wait, this guy's actually doing something that he wants to do, and I'm just sitting here as a fucking sideline shit talker. Yeah, I wonder if that's how people get into country music. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> I still don't understand it. But <laughs> sorry, damn dude. Now, sorry, I, anybody out there, if you're a fucking retard that listens to country music. <laughs> Sorry, all you fucking morons. <laughs> Didn't mean to fucking come at you so hard for being a fucking idiot. <laughs> now, I know you're in the swords, Tim. Did you ironically get in the swords? Same way. Yeah. Same exact way. I've, I've kind of gotten out of swords a little bit because my favorite YouTube show ended. It was Man at Arms Reforged. Uh, but I, I got to go down to Maryland and uh, Brendan Kennedy, shout out Chef Boys Are We podcast. 
Um, Brandon Kennedy was a producer on this YouTube series by by happenstance, and he was like, "Yo, uh, when I was posting, when I was posting, making fun of swords and shit, but also liking dude, that's my that's my fucking brand." Is I you cannot tell if I'm incredibly enthusiastic about something or making fun of it, and it's usually both. So he was like, "Yo, I actually work on this show. If you want to come down, like you can watch us film it, mm-hmm. and at the end you can help demo the axe." So the it was one of the last episodes, but they made an axe from Game of Thrones, and I got to go down there and fucking chop some shit yeah, up dude. with it. Yeah, it's like making incel wish. <laughs> <laughs> you can finally come or you can swing an axe. I was like, give me the axe, dude. I'll drive three hours to Maryland to, to swing a fucking axe. Still one of the coolest days of my entire life. They let me ask a ton of annoying questions about sword making. I got to meet some dudes that dress up like knights and bash each other with old medieval weapons. Uh, I mean, that's a path I could. Ooh, I was talking about trying to get Joe Harker on here. He's into knights and shit. Put this in your pocket, dude. We're going to come back okay. to that. Okay. We're going to fucking come back to Ooh, I'm going to be a knight, too. After Sumo, I'm going to be a knight. <laughs> Bill, what's something specific that like people might not know about you that that you're into that's very specific and it's very out there that you might have gotten into just be like, all right, what the fuck is but this Your wife shit? doesn't and even know that you're you into love it. it. Oh, God. It, besides my... Yeah. 90s R&B infatuation there's really not much but I, I'm a serious 90s R&B and a fan and I have the voice of an angel that a lot of people don't know dude, well, I'm not going to sing here so don't ask me but it's there oh my, dude, not and, only- I, and when I've done it in front of people before I've really fucking surprised them really? did you ever yeah. think about pursuing it? Um, yeah I did Really? Not for a while, but but uh, not anymore. I've got other I've got other dreams and basketball. I can actually uh, I used to be really good with basketball. Oh, damn. So a couple unexpected things, but and one cool thing about you, the fire too. still burns for '90s R&B though. Not basketball <laughs> so much anymore. Who <laughs> was your favorite? If you had to pick, if you had to pick one CD to play, who would you put on? Oh oh, '90s. We're we're I'd have to go Bobby Brown, man. Yeah, Bobby dude. Brown. Truth He's got so Rome. many great songs, man. Mm-hmm. Big. Bobby you guys are having Brown. a moment. Yeah, this it, is awkward to watch. Dude, there's a I good, looked at this tape collection are, over here earlier, and that really, man, I was really happy to see that in this room. There's uh, we got some cassette tapes, and I saw the the boombox over here was, but those tapes there, man. That's that's um, you don't see that every day. He's gonna start singing. <laughs> <laughs> man, dude, you, Bobby Brown is locking eyes talking about Bobby Brown. Just dude, now. Bobby so Brown is one of my favorite people. There's a great video of him. Where he was just like, eventually, like, he was with New Edition. Then I think it was a combination of it becoming apparent just how far superior his talent was to everybody else. In addition to cocaine abuse, oh yeah, there is a um, there was a show where he came out to perform and he was fucking killing it. And as he's dancing, you see this huge bag of coke come <laughs> flying out of his pocket. And then smooth as can be, he bends down in the midst of a dance boot to pick it up and then puts it right back in his pocket. Yeah, fucking right. You're not going to let that go. Oh, my God, man. He, uh, the Bobby and Whitney show was, uh, I don't know if anybody that remembers really that. It yeah. was, uh, man, it was amazing. Uh, where there was actual conversation between Bobby and Whitney about how he had to dig her out. You know what dig her out means? Birdwise? Uh, she was constipated, and what she referred to as a dookie bubble 
Whoa. <laughs> Bobby Brown put his fingers in and, and dug her out. Oh, That's just love. like Gerben and his grandpa. Yeah. Yeah, you, can look, <laughs> you, you can you can look this up. This is this is very. I real. wish I. Real. Oh man, I wish I talked to you a month ago. <laughs> we would have had terminology for Gerben going into his fucking pop hops butthole, Dookie bubble, dude. If, if you got to go shoveling in somebody's butthole, Whitney Houston's butthole, not yeah. somebody. But but just imagine, like, if as uncomfortable as that situation is, if you could have Bobby Brown singing to you <laughs> while you're getting disimpacted. My goodness, man. No, we're not talking about a 1990s Bobby Brown. This was a uh, this was a, a post, post-millennium uh, Bobby Brown. Yeah. So it's, it was white two K Bobby. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was old edition. <laughs> yes, <laughs> old edition. <laughs> oh, uh, another funny. Somebody put up a video, or not a video, but um, it was like a tweet I saw where people were just like, "What's the nicest celebrity interaction you've had?" And a Lyft driver uh, posted a, a a picture of her and Ron DeVoe from Belle Biv DeVoe. He's like a real estate salesman in Atlanta now. And he just seemed like a super sweet guy, and they were she was just happy to get the picture with him. But um, it just led me down a rabbit hole. She's like, oh, shit, I really enjoy Bill Biv DeVoe. Then I was like listening to Doomy, and like Ron DeVoe's one line where he's like, backstage, underage, adolescent, how you doing? It's like, yeesh, Ron. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, buddy. Yeah, I haven't thought about that lyric. Wow. Yeah. Show me some ID before I get too deep. Yeah. It's R. Kelly. Yeah. It'd be great if you realized in this moment that that was what you liked about 90s R&B. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we walked the back. was unmatched. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was who, uh, speaking of fucking creep music. What's that guy? I forget his name, but it's like if I could fly, I'd pick you uh, up. Yeah, that's uh, shit. That's eighties. Um, but that dude, watch that video. Like that guy is terrifying, and it starts off she. 16 years yeah, yeah. old and it's like he's like a 45 year old man knocking out at the 16 year old's house mm-hmm. and the dad's saying go away and he's just rolling his eyes it like accepted in the 80s yeah. right she's only 17 uh, you know there was uh what was it was that song winger or one of those fucking uh, i think it was uh warren warren one yeah. of them but yeah. whoever sang cherry pie i think that was it Oh man, on a uh, catatonic youth that dude was uh talking about how he had to deliver uh cherry he, they needed a single and he wrote cherry pie for it and he's like i i could fucking kill myself for having that <laughs> they're like we need a fucking jam and he was like all right here's cherry pie and he's like i could put a fucking bullet in my brain <laughs> writing that, writing that song. what other songs do you think are out there that people who wrote them aside from cashing enormous checks are just like i pray to god my name isn't associated with this Ooh. well you've got obviously michael jackson's entire catalog when you realize that he was <laughs> Fucking open mouth. Digging out kids. Yeah. Yeah. He was actually watching them dig themselves out. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. All of pop punk, by the way. (laughs) Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, No, it's all bad. We need to stop music and start over, I think. (laughs) I think it's probably in a better place now. I'm assuming. I don't know. I don't, I don't listen to a lot of this stuff. Oh, speaking of Michael Jackson and pedo shit, I think I told you this story that I that I that I heard, but it was uh, it was on one of the things just talking about it. One of the shows talking about his death, but they said when he would have sleepovers, his, his big thing was he would hide throughout the house, and then the kids would go looking for him, and then they would just ra- randomly see him like poke out of a bookcase and dart into the next room. <sighs> I can just hear the giggle echo yeah. down the hallway as he's turning the corner. 
There's a bunch of Michael Jackson details where if it was in a video game, I'd be too scared to play it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, man. I want to tell you I fucking botched that the follow-up to the vasectomy visit. What happened there? Wait, we're at we're at 55. Let's switch over to the Patreon. All right, cool. You got time to hang around for yeah, a Patreon episode? Awesome. Absolutely. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, yo, thanks for listening. Check out the Patreon. Patreon.com slash Dadmeat dad Cast or Dadmeat Podcast. Just look it up on Patreon, yeah. dude. Throw the fucking dollar in. If you're already subscribed, thanks, dogs. We'll see you over there.